You're listening to nothing but the best of internet marketing talk, and you're listening to the David Conley Show. And here's your host, David Conley. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, hey, hey. How are you doing, people? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let me just test. Yep, sounding good. And all is well. How's everything going? Everybody okay? You're listening to another fun-packed show coming at you from dcradionetwork.com. Hello to all you folks on iTunes and to all the folks on Stitcher and wherever you may be. Listen, if you haven't done so already, I would encourage you to check out dcradionetwork.com. There's some cool sections there. Uh, There's a nice archive section. I built the thing myself, you know. And um, there's a few okay um, shows there. You know, just the other day we were past show number 50 and I never even realised it. But there is some, I think there's some good stuff there. There's interviews with experts and what have you, people who probably know more about this kind of stuff than me. And uh, there's some really cool stuff, so I would encourage you to check out uh, dcradionetwork.com. And if I can just give one hot tip, if there's any show that's worth listening to, if there's any particular little broadcast that stands out for me, I would encourage you to check out the one about AdWords. I think it was called AdWords Magic. It was about Google AdWords. In my opinion, this was possibly the best of all of the shows that get put out because there's some material in that show that you will not find anywhere. I'm very proud of that one. It was a bit waffly, you know, I went on a bit. But all in all, I thought the content was uh, okay, you know. Anyway, um, good to be back. Um, I have so much to talk about. Today, I think I'm going to be focusing on PHP again. You know, when you're talking about frameworks, it's uh, it's difficult not... Uh, sorry, when you're talking about web development, I'll just get my act together here, it's difficult not to talk about PHP. And when you're talking about PHP... It's difficult not to talk about frameworks. And when you talk about PHP frameworks, it's uh, difficult not to get drawn into the conversation of the best PHP framework. Folks, the research has been ongoing and the data is coming in all the time. Um, I've been looking into this for a long time and there's a lot of change just now. But The uh, data has been authenticated. My awesome researchers have been on the case. And uh, also, thanks to Yavor from Bulgaria, he's been helping out. We've been doing a lot of research into what is the best framework. And I think, folks, that the time has come to say that it's probably time to learn Symphony 2. Um... Now, I'm actually a, a code igniter guy. I've been using that all, you know, for a few years anyway. But uh, you know what's funny? Every year, of course, you know, there's new things come along and things go. and There's always change, always things moving and what have you. But this year, I think for the first time ever, for the first time ever, um. I actually think that politics is playing a big part in what's going on in the IT universe, you know. Um, Previously, I mean, I don't know what you look for 
in a good PHP framework. Maybe your thing is security. Maybe you're into community. That's one of my things. Maybe you're into, uh, you know, how many features you have. I don't know. But, you know, this year, for the first time ever, and no one else is talking about this, but I really think that politics, as crazy as it sounds, is actually the key factor this year. And let me give you the vibe, okay? If you actually look at the PHP universe just now, uh, there are clearly four or five PHP frameworks which are standing head and shoulders above the rest, you know? There's about four or five in this, uh, you know, particular little contest. Um, and when you actually look at the four or five who are in the running, man, it's just like uh, serious political upheaval. Take, for example, Codeigniter, okay? Which is my own uh, framework of choice these days. Codeigniter is going through all sorts of, as far as I can tell, all sorts of, you know, political upheaval and what have you. Not so long ago, of course, we had the great Codeigniter licensing debate. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, head to, uh, search for Codeigniter on Google, go to Wikipedia, and it has a link to a forum conversation. I was watching it at the time, and for some reason, which, you know, as far as I can tell, no one really knows why, but for some reason, the makers of Codeigniter decided, um, they decided, we're going to change the licensing agreement, you know, and it ended up this big, crazy debate and all sorts of uh, legal conversations and all that. And to be honest, some of it, most of it was actually over my head, you know. But in any event, what they were doing was just, it just seemed out of step with the open source community. And it was kind of like, you know, whenever I would go on to the Codeigniter forums, uh, there was this pattern of Codeigniter, the Ellis Lab, would start acting in a sort of pedantic way. And then the community would all start saying, hey, what's going on here? And then uh, the makers of Codeigniter at Ellis Lab would spend time explaining why they were not, in fact, behaving like Gestapo. Now, I recently visited the Codeigniter site. We all know that it's been redesigned. We all know that, you know, when you go to Codeigniter.com, it's almost as if the framework is now an afterthought, you know. Um, but... The, the, I clicked on the news section, in fact, you'll probably get this just now, and the news, in fact, let me do this just now, so as I'm not making this up, the news at the Codeigniter website, folks, there I was expecting to see news about a new feature, maybe news about the latest new, I don't know, development, maybe they're going to declare a release date for version 3, who knows what the news will be. But folks, I headed on, and I'm doing it just now. We have published a new trademark use policy which covers all aspects of using Ellis Mark trademarks in your endeavours, whether for commercial or non-commercial use. For simplicity, these guidelines are identical across the board for Expression Engine, engine Code Igniter, Module Motor, and all other blah 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 blah, owned by Ellis Lab. 
Uh, now, instead of answering, uh, t spending time investigating and answering each question and, and question individually, and then, folks, it goes on and talks about how, um, you know, there's certain ways that we must write the word code-igniter, there's certain uh, conditions if we're going to use the... I mean, you know, fair enough, guys, but... Oh, gee, man, it's hardly, you know, it's hardly like the great technological breakthroughs that we would be hoping for. Every time I go to the Code Igniter site, it's just more and more politics. We can see that we've got top people from the Code Igniter community, like Sean McCool, and he has basically abandoned, like, thousands of others of developers. Uh, you know, he's published an article, Why Code Igniter is Dead. And I'm not here to start saying anything's dead, okay? I like Codeigniter. But there just seems to be a lot of politics, you know? Um, my microphone's a bit quiet. I'm going to try and turn it up so I don't have to shout. Hold on. Um, all right, I think that should do the trick. Hello, yep, that should be us, okay. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's just... I don't know, it's just stale, you know, and as I say, you've thousands of people moving on, uh, new licenses, the trademark things, and it's just a drag. And you also, when you look at Codeigniter, why, oh why, have they not made HMVC part of the standard installation? It doesn't make any sense at all, you know. Anyone who's serious about Codeigniter uses HMVC, you know. And why haven't they added uh, modules as a standard thing? You know what's really strange about this, folks? For years, I was actually saying to uh, people like Derek, who's been on the show. Derek's a Zend developer. And I've been saying things like, man, you should try the modules way of doing things. You guys just don't know what's going on. And, and you know, as a code igniter person, we could kind of pride ourselves and and being the people who could do modules and all of that stuff. Now, we've got Zend 2 taking on modules, we've got Symphony 2 doing likewise, and we've got Laravel doing likewise. They're calling them bundles, and quite frankly, I think they're doing a better job of the whole thing than Codeigniter. So now, instead of going to the other people in the frameworks and saying, hey man, have you thought about packaging things up in bundles? I mean, this is a cool way to build websites. Instead of that, we've now got other people from other frameworks saying to us, maybe we should try doing this. I mean, I think Codeigniter, uh, the people behind Codeigniter missed a trick here. They should have made modules, you know, HMVC, bundles, call it whatever you want, but they should have made this part of the standard installation. And from what I hear, from what I have heard, Codeigniter version 3 doesn't actually um, change this, you know? You see, I'm not a lawyer, right? And most of you people are probably not lawyers, right? When I go to look at the news section, on the Codeigniter site, I want to see them talking about features and conventions and new websites and all of that stuff. Now, I realize it's a commercial venture. Nothing wrong with that. I love commerce. It makes the world go around, right? 
Ellis Lab have got to be profitable and commercial, that's fine. They don't really have any obligations towards me. All I'm saying is, why is it every time I go on the Codeigniter site, I just see more legal crap, you know? Now, you can write me a 10,000 word essay and tell me why this is actually a better arrangement and all of the people are wrong and Wikipedia is wrong and all the people on the forum who are all freaking out are wrong. You know, all of the people who are moving on have all got it wrong. The point is, why are we even having this conversation? They should be focusing on the features of the framework because, in my opinion, they are very much in danger of losing the ball here, you know? So, I think there's actually, um, you know, I mean, again, again, just look at the new Code Igniter design compared to the old design, you know, I'm not even sure where you go now to get uh, files that have been contributed by the community. I can't even figure it out. So, that's something to think about. Now, I, I was saying that the whole landscape is dominated by politics. If you take something like Zend 2, I actually signed up to the Zend mailing list, I think it was uh, a couple of years ago before Zend 2, and it was, <laughs> it was interesting because within the first three weeks, I had been pitched for over $15,000 worth of stuff, you know? Um, I mean, I'm not in, in a position to judge Zend 2 or Zend or anyone like that, but... Um, it seems to me like they're being dragged into the open source world, kicking and screaming, you know. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm not a Zend expert and I'm going to get caught out here, but in the past I've said that to get the best from Zend, you need to kind of have deep pockets and what have you. And I'm not sure if that's still the case, but um, I, I don't know. I don't want to badmouth anyone, you know, but... I'd be slightly nervous to go for Zend 2. That's all I'll say, and I'll leave it at that. Now, that leaves us with a couple of other interesting sites. Of course, we have um, Laravel. Now, Laravel is very interesting because technically Laravel is very, very similar to Symphony 2, which actually is very similar to Zend 2. Uh, Symphony, Laravel, Zen, these are the big three. This is the new uh, kind of generation PHP frameworks, no doubt about it, you know. If you look at the features of Laravel, Symphony and Zen, uh, they're clearly head and shoulders above the rest. I think Yi, that's Y-I-I, probably was the, the most feature-rich framework two years ago but not much seems to be happening on that front, and everyone seems to be moving towards this bundles way of doing things, uh, at least everyone except Codeigniter and a few of the others. Um, what's happened with Laravel is amazing, because basically a guy, I think his name's Taylor Ortwell, I think I've got that right, um, young guy, you know, friendly, uh, extremely talented developer, I mean much, much more so than me. Um, he has single-handedly, single-handedly created a framework called Laravel which has many, many thousands of users. In fact, I'm quite sure they're over the 10,000 mark just now. 
And practically overnight, this guy, this lone ranger, who hasn't had any major backing or anything, he's basically been doing this at home at night and at the weekends, uh, not even a PHP guy. I believe he has been a .NET guy. And it was only a few years ago he discovered PHP. And guess what? He's ended up coming up with one of the most technologically advanced frameworks in the history of PHP, you know? It's absolutely incredible. Um, so I've been checking out Laravel and it, it, it really looks awesome, you know? Uh, I think some of the documentation is fantastic. And, you know, it's funny, when you actually compare some of the Laravel uh, features with likes of Symphony 2, I mean, they're pretty much the same as far as I can tell, you know. We have the, like, if you take the template engines, it's practically the same syntax, you know. I think Laravel uses at symbols and Symphony uses... OG curly brackets or something, but they're very, very incredibly similar, you know. Now, I actually think Laravel is, in many, um, in many respects, Laravel strikes me as a more user-friendly kind of system, you know. The, the documentation's really good, the, the code's nice, it seems to make sense. There's a few things about the code which I don't like, you know. I'm not sure if I like this business of writing out big giant arrays every time I want to do something. But nevertheless, you know, I guess PHP likes that. So there's a lot to be liked about Laravel. As a matter of fact, I just checked before coming on, there are 273 bundles on the Laravel website as we speak. Now a bundle, folks, a bundle is basically just a... Uh, I guess you could think of it as like a, a folder or a module or something that contains uh, all of the code and everything you need to perform a certain task or tasks. So Laravel is doing awesome and to anyone who knows Laravel, who, to anyone who's, who has managed to really tune into this, man, I salute you. I think it's a fantastic choice. And I think that, as I say, the guy, sorry, Taylor Otwell, I believe it is, that guy really, really should be saluted. He is the star of PHP this year because he appeared from nowhere, single-handedly produced this thing. It's awesome. However, I actually have given this some thought and I don't quite think that it's the framework for me just now. And I'll give you the reasons why. And thanks go to Yavor from Bulgaria for kind of confirming this stuff. Um, there are some features, some features on Symfony which are um, not available on Laravel. Uh, La uh, Symfony, you know, saying Laravel's got 273 uh, bundles at this time, community bundles. Symfony has more than 273. Symfony 2 right now has got 1,921 bundles. And I had a look at some of these bundles today and basically everything you could possibly want is there. You know, someone's built it. Now, I don't think that we're going to have a romantic situation where you think of something and you just get the bundles like a shopping list, 
three lines of code and the whole thing works. Listen, that's, that's probably never going to happen, okay? But nevertheless, Symphony just seems to be that bit more established than Laravel. And the funny thing is, I can't actually really separate separate them with features. I mean, I know that Symphony handles more databases. I've heard that Symphony 2 has CRUD generation. Apparently, Laravel doesn't. I'm not entirely sure, but this is what I'm being told. But you know, folks, the real key thing for me, once again, it's politics. You know, this is the political age of web development. Because, you know... Um, as I get again, to all respect to the guy Taylor, you know, um, Taylor Otwell, incredible stuff, you know, fantastic, and I really do not deserve to touch the hem of his garment. But you see, folks, this isn't a game we are playing here. This is not a game, okay? I mean, you know, there are big companies, big massive giant companies using these technologies. Just the other week I saw the Financial Times advertising for a Symphony 2 developer. I believe they were paying £80,000 per year. This is not a game, okay? And when millions are on the line, when you have massive companies, and by the way I have clients who are quite literally generating millions. I'm not saying I'm generating millions. I'm not, you know, forget about me. I'm just saying that there's, there are clients who are using these technologies. These people have mortgages on the line. They have staff to pay, call centers and everything. And the idea of your technology is essentially being run and managed by a guy in his mid-twenties uh, it, it kind of would make me a bit nervous, to be honest, you know. The guy, Taylor Otwell, let me just get my facts right here before I start saying things. He was doing this evenings and weekends, and it's only recently that he has actually started to work on this more full-time. Now, there's an article I checked out on the web and it's from a guy called Ian Landsman. He, as far as I can tell, runs a web development company, uh, Userscape, that's the name. Now, he basically got a hold of Taylor, you know, the Laravel guy, and he was impressed, and he ended up employing, as far as I can tell, um, you know, Laravel guru. And so now... Instead of just working on it evenings and weekends, we have uh, now two people working on Laravel, and they are doing so dur during the day, and they're doing other things and all of that. I mean, it sounds like a nice little, uh, sounds like a nice little fairy tale, right? But the funny thing is, you know, when you go to the Userscape website at userscape.com, when you click about us. When I go on that page at the top, I'm seeing Ian Landsman, who's the founder, and that's fair enough. And then as I scroll down, I'm seeing Jamie Landsman, who's the co-founder, and that's interesting, okay. And then as I scroll down, I'm seeing Rebecca, um, oh gee, I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce, is it Helimans or something? Um, that's fine, and I'm scrolling down the page. And then it's only when you go halfway down the page, we see 
Taylor Otwell, job description software engineer. It says Taylor has the profound job of laying the groundwork for and helping develop the next generation HelpSpot platform. In addition, he's the architect of the PHP framework Laravel, on which Userscape is bashing a significant portion of our future development work. I'm obviously reading this from the userscape.com website. Folks, this to me is kind of strange. Like, if, if PHP was the sport of boxing, okay, Taylor Otwell is basically Muhammad Ali or a young Cassius Clay, right? This is a guy who is quite possibly the greatest PHP developer of our age. A guy who is probably only rivaled by the likes of Fabian, and I think I can get his name right this time. I got his name so wrong. Potentier, something like that. Some, it really bothers me when I don't get names right, you know. Um, yeah, I think it's Potentier. I think I have that right. Um, that guy, Fabian Potentier, is 3,000 euros per day if you want to hand, uh, hire him. He's constantly uh, in demand, you know, speaking engagements, conferences, and all of that stuff. The guy is quite possibly the most uh, well-known PHP programmer on the planet. And here's a new guy, Taylor, from the Laravel universe. And he's actually not turning up at conferences and charging $3,000 per year. He's not flying around in private jets or anything. He's halfway down an About Us section for some web development company, you know. And listen, no disrespect to the web development company. And I really and truly mean that. The, the folks who have hired him, Ian Landsman, Ian, thank you. You know, you've taken someone who was doing something part-time and you've brought him on board. I mean, not only does this serve the community, but I think it's an intelligent business decision. I like Ian Landsman, you know, based on what I've read. But you see, folks, it worries me because, you know, with all the best intentions in the world, we're looking at a framework that's being used by thousands and thousands of people. Books are being written and companies are expecting to use this thing. But meanwhile, it's essentially a one-man show. And as far as I can tell, that one man is probably at an office desk, probably on timed lunch breaks, you know. And it's ridiculous. Now, I'm not going on an ego trip here, but if I was in the same room, if I had a coffee with Taylor Otwell, if, if me and him were just to meet in Starbucks and have a half hour coffee, believe me, I would have that guy's life changed radically. He wouldn't be hanging about some web development office, you know, squeezing in projects here, there and everywhere as afterthoughts. If I was to have a coffee and sit eyeball to eyeball with him, I would be saying, listen, within the next 12 months, we are going to make Laravel the most popular framework in 
the PHP universe, and that basically means in the web development universe, I'd be saying, listen, Taylor, we are going to come up with a plan of action, and we are going to ensure that everyone who is anyone uses Laravel, and the people we're going to go after, it's not going to be Code Igniter or Symphony or Zend. We are going to be going after the .NET people, and we are going to be getting everyone who is anyone using Laravel. And you, my friend, Taylor, you are going to be the center of that universe. You know, you're going to have people paying to just touch the hem of your garment. In fact, what color of Lamborghini would you like to have? That's the conversation that I would be having if I was with Taylor Otwell. I wouldn't be sticking him halfway down an About Us page below the wife and whoever else is there, you know? So this is why politics matters, folks, you know? And when you look at the political landscape, listen, Ellis Lab, you know, have contributed. I, I haven't given Ellis Lab any money and they gave me a great framework, so I'm grateful for that, you know? And I don't want to badmouth anyone, really. But, as I say, I, Laravel has a stench of amateurism which worries me. It's not an insult to anyone involved. It's just something that worries me because I am a commercial developer just like you. Okay, we have commercial developers listening here. So when you look at the political landscape, when you say, well, actually, who's behind this and what's motivating them and so on, we begin to get a clear picture of what's happening. Uh, if you take... Um, the makers of Zend. Actually, I think it's IBM who are behind Zend. Uh, anyway, okay, the Zend framework. I know I'll get pulled up for that. Uh, their motivations are clear. The reason why they are doing everything they're doing is so that they can do, you know, very expensive seminars, training courses for which, you know, they'll charge many thousands, certification, again, thousands, and also very expensive super duper uh, servers. That's what the people behind Zend want from you. That's their business strategy. It's fine. Nothing unethical. It's just what they are doing, okay? Ellis Lab, well, the people behind Codeigniter, you know, as far as I can tell, they're an honest web development venture who have a variety of products out, you know, Expression Engine and all of that stuff. And I get the impression that they probably developed Codeigniter for themselves and almost by some fluke it became this super, super popular framework. Kind of almost by accident, you know. But Ellis Lab's motivations are primarily to sell things like Expression Engine and what's the other one they've got? Mojo something or other. They've got a variety of products and that's what their focus is on, you know. Uh, and that's fine. There's nothing unethical about that. But I'm just saying that they're not, you know, making Codeigniter the technologically greatest framework ever is probably not at the top of their priority list right now, okay? Um, going across the landscape, we see the likes of Laravel, of, I mean, clearly, you know, driven by an awesome person, super intelligent a genius of the PHP landscape, but nevertheless, folks, a one-man show, as far as I can tell, in his mid-twenties, who is halfway down an About Us page. He doesn't even get his own page 
in the company he works with. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely... But when you look at symphony, and when you look at the kind of political landscape, let's forget features for a second. Only symphony seem to have the kind of landscape that people like us can probably depend on. For example, the people behind Symphony are guaranteeing that they'll support it for three years. Now that's really cool because yesterday I was saying, I was talking about how, uh, like, I'm not saying anyone should do anything. You don't have to do anything. But I like to give people two-year guarantees. It's one of the things I like to do. And I can't really do that with Laravel or with, with any of the other frameworks. But if you stick with Symfony, hey man, they're giving you a three-year guarantee, so that's cool. I mean, they're saying, look, they may rewrite it, they may change everything, but at least they're going to guarantee to have support, you know, a website, resources for three years. That's kind of cool. If you look at the um, the kind of layout of the whole symphony thing, I mean, sure, they had the guy, Fabian, uh, build this thing. In many respects, he was the tailor of the symphony universe. But, you know, he's built an entire uh, company around that. He has all sorts of consultants on his website. You can actually hire the consultants daily. They're all there, the rates are online, everything is clear, you have certifications, seminars, also they've gone to lengths this time round to give good documentation, massive community, I mean all of the boxes are ticked as perfectly as they could be ticked, I mean I'm not saying it's perfect, but it looks kind of like they've managed to strike the balance, you know, because on the one hand, we have kind of open source amateurs, right? And on the other hand, you have extreme commercialism. Now, if you look at the, for example, the Kohana uh, framework, there's an example of open source amateurism gone mad, okay? You look at Kohana, it's like no documentation, okay? <laughs> at least the last time I checked. You want documentation for Kohana? Tough luck. You know, and it's basically a bunch of elitist characters on a forum saying, "Well, we're so good, we don't need documentation anyway." <laughs> I mean, no way. It's a, no wonder it's gone into obscurity, right? So you know, we don't want to be too amateurish. If you look at the commercial end, like the extreme commercial end, something like Zend framework, and the whole vibe is like, uh, well, as I say, I got I got fifteen. Was it $15,000 worth of stuff spammed straight away as soon as I signed up? And it just leaves a bad taste somehow, you know? Uh, but you look at Symphony, it's kind of in the middle, you know? They seem to have struck the balance. And I tell you folks, if I'm building something, I just want it to be around, you know? I want it to be there uh, for a while. I'm just looking up something here. Give me a second. Oh, Jiminy, 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 Jiminy. Uh, yeah, so if you look at what, what I was just, I was just reminding my name of the, my, myself of the name of the folks who are behind Symphony, Sensio Labs. But there's also another development company called, is it KPM or something like that? They're very active as well. So there is business 
behind Symphony 2 folks. We have that kind of backing, you know. It's not some, you know, one guy going home at night or whatever. It looks like it's quite a solid foundation. And so my prediction, my prediction today is that this is the framework of choice for the commercial developer. If you want to make tons of money in web development, and by the way, I don't, okay? I'm not sure if I'm, you know, I'm doing other things. But if this is what you're into, and you're thinking what, you know, what framework to go for, I would be really thinking about Symphony 2 at the moment. However, if you are a Laravel person, a Zen 2 person, or even a Codeigniter person, then I can completely respect that, you know? I have to give honourable mentions to CakePHP and Yi. I believe Yi's being rewritten just now, and I know that a new version of Cakes came out. So those folks are in the race as well, you know? But that, my friends, is pretty much the lay of the land, and that is essentially why I think Symphony 2 is the one to learn just now. Um, and, you know, who would have thought? It has nothing to do with um, features, nothing to do with the size of the forum or anything like that. It's kind of an unusual year, folks, because it's all about the politics this year, and that's how I actually see things. Um, let me just see. I think I had a message here come in on Skype. Um, uh, someone said, do features equal better? Surely a lighter, more focused framework is more expansive for real developers. Well, I agree, and the people behind Symphony, Laravel, and Zen 2 also agree. Um, it, it seems to be the way things are going. In fact, I've even heard people saying things like, last night I saw someone say, uh, we can't even really talk about Zend 2 as being a framework anymore. It's basically just a set of libraries, you know. So that does seem to be the way it's going. Um, I have a comment here saying some of the finest devs are unknown, though. And again, that's right on the money. Thank you very much. Yes, uh, Paul, who's kind of a regular here. Um, yeah, it, it's true. Some of the finest developers are unknown, um, and it, it's shocking. The reason why they're unknown is because exactly what we were talking about yesterday. They don't know how to position themselves as experts, you know. It's, it's, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. In fact, some of the best developers that, that, I, that I know of just hang about on forums, you know, kind of complaining and stuff telling people to go read the manual. It's absolutely insane. And this is one of the reasons why I've started up the development club. You know, if you head to dcradionetwork.com, there's a sign-up form there. And I'm basically setting up a club for professional web developers because I think that there's a need for this, you know. I think it's in everyone's interests for us to kind of raise the bar I think we can um, we can do well if we start doing all sorts of things. I've already mentioning mentioned even uh, offering great technical support. Uh, there's all sorts of things, and and I just think that if if you are a, a developer, if you're a commercial developer, 
I would really think about signing up to the Web Development Club. I have some awesome things planned for that within the next month. In fact, some of the things I'm thinking of doing are kind of fun as well. I'm thinking about doing, and you're going to be the first to hear it, I'm thinking about doing uh, some, I have ideas for some like crazy competitions and stuff like that. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's really just for fun, but gee, I think it could be cool. So I'm thinking about doing like a $100 business challenge. So the idea is, is uh, everyone, you know, I'm working on the site for the development club. So we're soon going to have a website and we'll be able to chat and mix with each other and share ideas. It's going to be really cool. And the idea is, is we're going to have this annual event and it's basically the $100 business. And the idea is, is everyone comes in with $100 and you head to, you know, go to Fiverr or eBay or Elance or anything you want. But the vibe is, who can start the best business within, say, three months with a budget of just $100? And there's, there's two rules, okay? The first rule is, you are not allowed to use your name to, you know, win the competition. So if I'm entering this, I'm not going to be contacting people and saying, hey man, I'm the guy who's, you know, top of Google for this, or I'm the guy who has this podcast or anything. The idea is, is we do it anonymously, and the second rule is, everything we do with the hundred dollars must be accountable. So you've got to be able to go back to the group and say, well, I got a data entry guy for this, I got web hosting for this, and I set up this and that and that. What an awesome idea that would be, you know? So I'm thinking about, you know, things like that. I'm thinking about um, ways in which we can help each other, networking and all sorts of things. It's all going to be happening. So if you're interested in that, if you're interested in commercial web development, I would encourage you to check out dcradionetwork.com and sign up for the Web Development Club. Anyway, folks, uh, thank you very much indeed for being here. I do appreciate it. And um, I shall catch up with you very soon. Take care. Bye.